Hola, somos Tania Moreno y Daniela Álvarez de TCU. Y estás escuchando College Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! This is Tania Moreno and Daniela Álvarez from TCU. And you are on College Beach Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. <laughs> hey, good day, everyone. I'm Rob Sparrow with College Volleyball Weekly. And I've got a guest that you're pretty familiar with because she's one of the contributors to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. That's Mads Fitzpatrick of Florida State University. How are you doing, Mads? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I will always have you as long as you're willing to come on, Matt, because you've been such a superstar this last two years. And this journey that you've been on, I couldn't even think of a better ending for your career, but I'm jumping way too far ahead. So, <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about this season, primarily focusing on going to Gulf Shores uh, with Florida State. So yeah. let's go ahead and start off here. Okay. Uh, going into the 2022 season, uh, what was your mindset coming out of COVID and then a year? And I just happen to know that you're kind of plagued with injuries in 2021. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the, the 2021 season, I did not really play in the lineup. Um, so that's heartbreaking. But after the 2021 season, we lost the national championships. Um, I was in my coach's office with her and I said, coach, you know, the, the movie Rudy, he's got, he's like down, he's the underdog. And then he's triumphant in the end. I was like, next year is my Rudy year. I can promise you, I will do everything I can for it to end triumphantly for me. And um, I had to find it deep within myself to find that determination and perseverance to persevere through the hard times that I had in 2021. And I really had to dig deep um, and really, I just wanted to make myself proud, make my family proud, make that little girl who started playing volleyball proud again. So I worked my butt off, um, swallowed my pride and humility and just grinded. Um, and it ended up being way better than I could have ever imagined. And I think it's just a great lesson to everyone, even though you may have a hard year, there's still gas left in the tank. And if you give it all you have, it can be a Rudy year like it was for me. Well, it definitely was a great year because you came in at 2022, starting at the number threes position with one of the hottest starts in program history um, with your partner, Elena Chacon, going 10 and one. Then Coach Niles shifted you and Elena to the number twos, where you got an amazing 21 and seven record. And what did you think of Coach Niles' move for the two of you? Um, I thought that I trusted whatever coach did. Elena and I both trusted her. And we said, if you feel like we could serve the team better higher up in the lineup, then we are 100% fine with you moving us. And it was really fun. You know, we got to play those really tall girls that are usually on the twos. Um, and it was a challenge. It brought a new challenge for us. And I think we rose to the challenge and we loved every single second of it. It was an amazing, amazing uh, just step up into that new spot. But um, did you think that you'd be as successful as you were? I'm a very humble person. So I always just think I'm just going to grind as hard as I can. And hopefully I'm as successful as I think that we can be. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I trusted Elena with all my heart and I know she trusted me and it felt like when we were on the court, if things were going our way and we were playing our best, 
then we couldn't lose. And so I think, I think we both just envisioned that success and then it, it came for us, which was awesome. Well, your uh, Seminole team ended up going into the national championships ranked number five or the number five seed. Um, you drew number 12, Cal Poly in the first round and the Mustangs twos of Jalen Lombard and Piper Furch edged you just weeks before at the center of effort challenge. Um, were you in Atlanta concerned with this matchup for the first round? So I, we definitely, I wouldn't say the word concerned, but we had fire in our veins because we, as you said, we had just lost to them. It was in three. We didn't have our best tournament in California. So we were like, okay, we have something to prove to ourselves. We have something to prove to our team. Like our team counts on us. We need to win this for them. Um, we watched film extensively and we were like, we're going to end up on top of this team. If this is the last college game we ever play, we want to beat this number two Cal Poly team. So uh, yeah, I'm really proud of the effort we put on there. And of course, that's always a really good Cal Poly team, especially in recent years. They've been one of the hottest teams. And mm -hmm. obviously with Todd Rogers at the helm, you just, you know, he's got something up his sleeve because he gets everything and a little bit more out of his players. Exactly. I've, I've heard great things about Todd Rogers for so long and we respect his program and his team so much. So it was a really fun battle facing them right off the bat. I know there's a special connection between Brooke Niles and Todd Rogers, and there's like a partnership going back to each other's uh, schools to play each other. So he always looks forward to that challenge, as does Coach Niles. Exactly. It's, it's always fun. Like, you know, the programs respect each other, so there's no blood in the water or anything. As of yet. Well, this is what I thought was an interesting matchup. In the next round, after defeating Cal Poly, um, you end up facing former Seminole, now LMU Lion, Avery Popinga, and her partner, Maureen Kinna. And there's no question that these two are one of the hottest pairs going into the tournament. You know, I, I had just worked the WCC tournament two weeks before, and man, they were hot. Mm -hmm. um, did your familiarity with Avery uh, help you in that match that you ended up winning 2-0? Um, I think Avery had an outstanding year. So I wouldn't say that our familiarity with her necessarily helped us. I think it, we just had, we were hot this tournament. Like we came out, we were like, this is our last tournament ever. We are going to go as hard as we can. And we, you know, we had a bitter taste in our mouths because we lost to Avery in California in that not good tournament. And it was windy. So it was like, we had the determination to win. We were super fired up. I think I was screaming louder than I ever have during that game. Cause you know, we just wanted a little extra having lost to them in California. Um, so I think it was just our fire that kind of led to that win. Well, the uh, win ended up advancing the Knowles to face the USC Trojans. Um, and you and Elena beat one of the hottest talents, pairs in the nation and Megan Kraft and Sammy Slater. And it was a 2-0 match, but it's 29-19 and 21-18. Um, you had to be feeling good about your pair's performance, but then your FSU ended up losing a duel 3-1, which then pitted you in the contender's bracket against LSU. I know you've had some great matchups with LSU because you see each other multiple times during the year in the CCSA, but that was an amazing three-set thriller. Can you comment on that? Oh my gosh, I was exhausted. One, I twisted my ankle pretty bad within like the first three points of that game. And it, it really hurt. I ended up having to get a um, cortisone shot in it to just numb it for the rest of the tournament. So I was kind of limping. I wasn't jumping as <laughs> high. And then we're playing, you know, Kylie DeBerg, she's gigantic. You really do need to be up to par physically to play them. So it was just an absolute grind. Elena, 
you know, option. She picked me up with a strategy. Like we had, we had to really dig deep and find it within ourselves to beat that tough LSU team. Uh, and we did. And that's one of the most proud I've ever been of us for sure. Well, that was one of the most intense grinder duels I'd seen because he had two extended deuce set victories is again, a three set thriller. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kelly Green Agnew, incredible defender. And when you have a six four six five blocker at the net in Kelly DeBerg, um, there's not a whole lot of places you can put the ball. Exactly. It was like we needed to be smart and we needed to use um, all of our experience to help us in that moment. So you edged out LSU 3-1, but then you had another rematch against LMU. Again, Avery and Marine, and you guys won handily 2-0 and won that dual 3-1 to advance and be one step away from the championship match, taking on a fiery UCLA team. Mm -hmm. Um, That match versus UCL in the semis was intense. Um, You ended up facing team clutch of the Bruins, Mm -hmm. Devin Newberry and Jane Whitmarsh, and they've been delivering for that team, which is yet another three-set thriller with two extended due sets. Um, Talk about that matchup. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. I think the score was like 26, 24, 24, 26. And then it went into overtime in the third. Like it was just a battle back and forth. And both of that, we have a ton of respect for that UCLA team and they have a ton of respect for us. So really it was just fun. Like both teams were just going as hard as they could. I was dealing with the twisted ankle, but in my head, I really couldn't even jump during the warm up. So I was like, when I get out there to play, I'm not even going to think about it. And it was great. I didn't think about it. It didn't hurt. And we just went as hard as we could. And UCLA ended up on top. But luckily, the rest of our FSU team carried their weight. And Elena and I afterwards, we were like, we're not upset with that loss at all. Like, we were just both so proud of the way that we fought. Yep. Well, we're going to take a break right there because uh, we're trying to do multiple recordings here. <laughs> so, again, this is Madison Fitzpatrick or Mads Fitzpatrick of Florida State. Don't go. We'll be right back here on College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. Hi, everyone. This is Madison Fitzpatrick at Florida State, and you're listening or watching College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Hi, I'm Erica Brock from FAU. Hi, Mackenzie Morris from FAU. And And you're you're listening listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. All right, welcome back to College Volleyball Weekly in our Mega Mads episode. Yep, Mads' career is done, but we wanted to be sure um, that we highlighted some key things that happened this last year. And one of those was coming down to that one duel before the national championship match against UCLA. Um, and her duel went extended, two extended due sets against De- uh, Devin Newberry and Jade Whitmarsh, but it came down dual tied as, I mean, the most intense thrill-seeking duels ever tied to a piece in the national semi coming down to the number one pairs, setting up for heroics. So I'm going to let Mads talk about what she observed and what it was like, the atmosphere on the sand at Gulf Shores with that against UCLA's number ones of Lexi Denneberg and Abby Van Winkle and Florida State's uh, Maddie Anderson and Brooke Bauer. Yep. So Elaine and I had just finished our grinder of three sets and uh, coach told us and the fours who had just finished their game, go sit in the shade. Like we want you to be ready. If we play in the finals, like don't watch your teammates, but support them from afar in the shade. So I was icing my ankle 
because that hurt really bad. And we were kind of keeping our distance, watching the score go back and forth, back and forth. And we were like, okay, whenever it seems like they're about to win, we're going to go out there and cheer. So we probably went out there and then went back in the shade like four different times. That's how back and forth it was. Um, but then we went out there for like the last few points of the third game, you know, both teams clutching their your, their teammates hands you know everyone is just zoned in every time Maddie goes up to hit we're like holding our breaths because we want it to be the final hit or like Lexi will do a killer swing and then Brooke will dig it up and everyone's freaking out and you know we all storm the court afterwards and Brooke and Maddie are exhausted they can barely breathe so I think we knocked the wind out of both of them but <laughs> it's an experience and a feeling that I will never feel again and I will definitely miss it for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, look at the score. It's just 21-16 going to Florida State. Then it's 23-21 uh, for UCLA and a 15-13, a deuce third set. I mean, high drama in Gulf Shores. It does not get any tighter than that. And that's what makes it so much fun to watch. That's why it draws so many fans, for sure. Yep. Now we have to reflect on your career, Mads. <laughs> You finish your career with the Seminoles with a 86 and 34 overall record, 717 winning percentage, and close out your career with your highest win total at 32 and nine. And you go out as a national semifinal or a second place runner up national mm -hmm. championship, reflecting on your accomplishments and experiences as a team, as an individual. What thoughts do you have? Um, I first want to say my last game ever, I knew I wanted to go out with a bang. I knew we were exhausted. USC, um, they were taller, they were more physical. I knew that they were rested, um, but I just knew that I wanted to end my career on giving it all I had. I didn't care about winning at that point. I was just like, I just want to make myself proud, my family proud, my team proud. And I gave that game every single part of me. And I know Elena did too. And it was the most incredible thing to do. Um, Beating USC for the final time was incredible. I've rewatched it a million times. But <laughs> reflecting back on my entire career, it was ups and downs, roller coaster of like having to swallow my my pride and get, be humble, and then being victorious and learning so many things along the way and meeting so many people. I just feel so blessed to have had the experiences that I've had, and I will just forever be grateful for beach volleyball. And everything that came along with it, I could not be more grateful. Yeah. Watching that last match, though, you know, I was watching that court number two, but the embrace that you gave Elena gave me chills. I, I think maybe we'd gotten way too connected in doing the, our <laughs> College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. But I mean, knowing the, the, the trials and the, the tribulations you've had over these last two years and having to deal with COVID. Um, I felt like that that embodied, that embrace embodied everything that you wanted to accomplish. Would you say that's pretty accurate? That is so accurate. We we got that final point. I just fell to my knees. I was just like, it is done. Thank <laughs> goodness. And then Elena and I hugged and it was it was a beautiful moment. I will for all forever be grateful for the opportunity to play with her. And um, she just demanded so much from me and from us and hugging her in that moment it was like we did it we did everything we could I am we are so proud of ourselves it was beautiful I'll never forget it yeah well I know that we have actually talked about this because we just got off our episode we kind of broke and then came back but what's next for Mads Fitzpatrick 
Yep, so next for me, I'm hanging up my jersey. Now I get to be a huge fan of volleyball, or beach volleyball. I'm gonna watch AVP and root for Brooke, uh, Brooke Bauer and Elena Chacon and all my other past teammates. I'm gonna cheer on Florida State beach volleyball for as long as I can live. I'm excited to be a fan, but I'm entering the workforce, um, broadcasting, on air, reporting, any one of those things. I am applying for a bunch of jobs right now. I've got a few things in the works. I'm looking forward to moving and starting my broadcasting career, and I'm really excited for what's next. I'm going to miss beach volleyball, but I'm overall just so grateful for all the opportunities it provided me. Well, it's all great stuff. And, uh, you know, as I said in the other episode, Mads, I cannot thank you enough for your time these last two years. And I can't even be as super, I, I can't be more thankful for uh, your head coach, Brooke Miles, uh, connecting us um, during COVID, saying, I got the perfect person for you. And I just was like, just trusted. And I knew from the first conversation that you were it. So, and I'm wishing you the best of your career. I know you're only going to knock it out of the ballpark and be a phenomenal sports entertainer, um, be a commentator, play-by-play, color analyst, uh, sideline, whatever it is, I know that you'll succeed. So thank um, you so much. It's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for beach volleyball is it's introduced me to people like you and we've got to share so many memories and smiles and laughs together like without beach volleyball we would have never connected so i'm so thankful for you and this opportunity to talk about the sport that i love and you're just amazing and i'm so grateful to have met you <laughs> well that's matt fitzpatrick national runner-up the florida state seminoles uh excellent career at florida state uh again uh, thanks for dialing in, tapping in, listening in to the Viral Volley Podcast and College Volleyball Weekly. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.